0: grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, oh that we all, like St. Paul said, would somehow come to know the breadth and the height and the length and the depth of God's love for us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Today, as we, maybe you noticed from the, uh, the message title, uh, we get to talk about rainbows that's a nice topic isn't it in fact if you'd humor me I have to say when, when, when I hear rainbows uh, certain images come to mind and, and even certain songs I, I don't know what kind of a sing along crowd you are this morning but how could you not think of somewhere over the rainbow yeah you didn't join me okay that's fine All right. How about uh, maybe this is more your style. Uh, Kermit and his banjo. Why are there so many songs about rain? See, you've heard it. See, yes. I love it. Somebody's brave in the front row. (laughs) And then... This used to be, and I have to say, still is one of my favorite cereals. It doesn't say Lucky Charms up there, but you remember the leprechaun. You remember the, um, you remember the pink hearts and the yellow moons and the orange stars and green clovers and blue diamonds. Frosted Lucky Charms, they're magically... Hey, <laughs> I knew you could do it. Uh, but that's really not what we're talking about today. But you did humor me. One other image that in fact comes to mind when, when many hear of the rainbow is what is referred to as the rainbow flag. This was a flag that was uh, first designed and created back in 1978 by a man by the name of Gilbert Baker. He was commissioned by a San Francisco politician by the name of Harvey Milk to, to create this flag. Uh, There's been a movie not too long ago about uh, Harvey Milk's life and his story. But this flag was created to serve as a cultural identity and a symbol for those who are in the the gay pride, the LGBTQ community. And so when, if you see um, parades and so forth, this flag is often used And in fact, in 1994, I don't know how many of you might remember this, but it it was quite a feat. (laughs) 1994 marked the 25th anniversary of, of some riots back in 69 that had taken place that were very significant in the LGBTQ community. And so to commemorate that in 1994, they had this flag, but they made it a mile long. That's a lot of fabric. And that was what was displayed in the streets of New York. And, um, and so that's often what, what may come to mind as well with regards to the rainbow. But none of those are where the rainbow originally came from. And of course, many of us, many of you know where that was. We heard this story The account of it in Genesis chapter 9 It was the seal The covenant that was given by God After the flood To Noah and his family Boys and girls I think you might recognize a picture like that You've got the ark there And animals You've got the rainbow over top That is depicting the biblical account Well At least from a certain perspective And I have to say that um, if this is the only way that we depict the rainbow and Noah's Ark. Now there's nothing wrong with decorating our children's rooms with, with rainbows and, and ark and animals. And I remember one of my favorite toys was this old plastic uh, kind of blue uh, boat arc supposed to be with a white bomb. It had wheels on it so you could push it around. And there was even a ramp and and all kinds of plastic animals that came with it. Two by two you'd have them go on the arc and so forth. It was great fun. In fact, I don't know where that toy is. I I bet it's worth something today. I got to check with my mom to see if it's still up in the attic or something. I'd love to see that toy again. But If the only way that we portray or think of the flood, the ark, and the rainbow is from a childish perspective, then we certainly haven't paid attention to the biblical account of where it came from. God, in the lesson from Genesis says to Noah, his family, and in fact, he says to the entire animal world that had come on the ark, he says, I will make a covenant with you with all flesh. And in those verses that we heard, the Lord refers to all flesh or every living creature eight times. It's like he's repeating himself over and over. It's like, yes, we get the picture, Lord. This is a covenant between Noah and his family and offspring and all flesh. But he says it eight times just for emphasis. And why would he do that? I think one of the reasons he does that is because the flood was indeed a global flood that, in fact destroyed all flesh, which destroyed every living creature, except those who were saved by the ark. Can you imagine what that event must have been like? We hear the story, but I think too often we put it in cartoon format. The global flood was by far the most horrific, violent, terrible um, experience that the face of the earth had ever seen. The Lord says that the, the fountains of the deep opened up and the uh, clouds, the, the waters above the clouds poured down, not just rain for 40 days, but a deluge that in fact covered the entire face of the earth and did in fact wipe out Every living thing. I'm not sure we can comprehend that. Yes, we have natural disasters today that claim people's lives. Whether it's forest fires, whether it's earthquakes, whether it's floods... Maybe the closest we can relate to is the tsunamis that took place a number of years ago, whether it was the one in Indonesia or in Japan, and the devastation that one huge wave brought. And how many thousands and thousands of people were killed. What a tragedy. And yet, that was nothing compared to the flood of Noah's day. We're not told how many people lived on the earth at that time. But all of them were killed. The, uh, the evidence for a global flood, of course, is in question. In fact, it's even dismissed by many who hold to the evolutionary theory of the beginnings and origins of, of who we are and, and even of the archaeological record. But... More and more science is being done to, in fact, uncover and discover through archaeology and geology that there is evidence that actually does indeed support the biblical account. The Grand Canyon, for example, is a place where water has clearly eroded through that canyon exposing layers of rock and, and, and so forth and so many different um, fossils and so forth. And, and one theory says that that was a little bit of water over a huge expanse of time. But the biblical model would say that that came from a huge amount of water over a very short time. Scott and Don Mueller, if, if you're familiar with them, they just had the privilege of, of going on a trip uh, through a group called Answers in Genesis where they, they went to the Grand Canyon and, and they spent time on the river and they got flown in there and they looked at the canyon from above and from the bottom and the geologists that were there were pointing out all of these different factors which in fact are evidence that this was created in a very short amount of time by a huge amount of water. But that type of evidence often gets dismissed, unfortunately. But what a fascinating thing to know that, yes, in in the geologic and the archaeological record, there is, in fact, evidence that supports what the Bible has always taught. Now, the reason I point that out is because, as you know, there is a battle of worldviews that is going on. There always has been. But the Christian worldview, perspective, well, that seems to be diminishing in terms of its respect and and authority and popularity. It seems to be being shouted down by some. This group that I mentioned, Answers in Genesis, is trying to do exactly what we talked about, namely demonstrating through science, archaeology, geology, physics, architecture now, that the events of Genesis, and specifically the events of Genesis 6 through 9, did in fact happen. And if any of you have uh, had the privilege of seeing that ark encounter down in northern Kentucky, where Answers in Genesis took the dimensions of the ark from the Bible and created a vessel and through computer simulations and and all of the stuff that that they do these days, recognize and believe that this vessel that would result was in fact something that was seaworthy, even amongst tsunamis and incredible waves and currents that must have been present with the global flood. Imagine that. It can happen. In fact, the Bible says it did. And so we accept it as true. Thanks be to God to those Christian scientists and so forth who who dedicate their lives and work to demonstrate how true Scripture is. But that worldview of whether it was God in control or whether it was time in control continues to rage, and it will. You notice that um, with that arc, the Answers in Genesis people decided to light it up at night with the colors of the rainbow. When that took place two years ago, Ken Ham, who's the leader of that group, came under criticism, especially by those who are represented by the rainbow flag, And they mocked him. And they claimed that that he was stealing their symbol with the ark. Ken Ham said it was time to reclaim the rainbow from where it had always been. God's symbol. Now, the LGBTQ community... The gay pride community deals with a topic that is often very challenging for people to talk about, especially, especially in the Christian church, especially amongst us. Or is it us and them? How many people who have sat in these pews, or how many parents or loved ones of people who have wrestled with the issues that are involved with the rainbow flag. How many times haven't there been great burdens and, and tears and pleadings and, and so much in the way of heartbreak, perhaps? In the way of searching and, and calling out to God and, and looking for God to guide a person who may feel that that the way that they've been created is somehow contrary to God's word. For God's word does indeed condemn homosexual behavior. But does that mean that whoever experiences that comes under God's condemnation as well? It's often easy to be the ones that throw stones or want to throw stones like the crowd did in Jesus' day with the woman caught in adultery. That was a stoning offense. The law said she should be punished by having rocks thrown at her until she would die. How many of us would have that Same punishment upon us for the sin of adultery. Or, as Jesus points out, for the sin of mental adultery or lust or pornography. For God's word clearly condemns that behavior as well. What do we do with folks who truly are struggling and wanting to, at the one hand, accept God's word and and believe it and follow him, and yet at the same time have no place to go, feel no openness to be able to talk about it amongst God's people, amongst peers, amongst family? Perhaps it is a group that is openly, openly activist about such things. Where someone might find the only listening ear. And if that's the case, then we as Christians, we as a congregation, we as a community need to evaluate and say, how are we helping anyone who is struggling, who is challenged to understand God's law and who we are as people? It is indeed a challenge. And there is much to be said of growing and increasing and and maturing and advancing in these areas. This is an artist's rendition. Again, as close to what that first rainbow might have looked like notice it's not the cute cartoony there's people, animals, the rainbow whether it was that close to the ark or so appearing but it's on rocks a bare rock imagine coming off the ark and having the entire world as you knew it completely changed because that's what would have happened nothing would be the same There'd be new mountains where there weren't mountains before, valleys and gorges and things. And now God had said, you, Noah, your family, and all these animals, you now have the chance to, to begin life over. Wow, what excitement, what, what a blessing, what a privilege it would have been I bet Noah and his family were just like so grateful that that they had been saved, that they were like, of course, Lord. We are going to do everything that you command. We are going to follow your law and always please you in everything we do. Uh, It didn't last, did it? I think already later in Genesis chapter 9, we find again one of the first uh, mentioned offenses against God's law in the story of Noah and his sons. You see, we may have the desire to do what is right. But we also have the sinful nature that is always part of us. Always that which is only thinking about itself. Always that which would rather put itself in place of God. Just as those who accept and believe the evolutionary theory put time in the place of God... So we as sinful human beings, we like to put ourselves in the place of God. We like to look at God and say, yeah, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, bow, we'll follow your laws. Well, at least the ones that we truly agree and think are fair. And if God, if you've laid out something that we don't quite agree with, well, we're just going to push that aside. We're going to justify it over here. And we're just not going to talk about things over here. It's all because we want to be in charge and that's why god sent the flood to demonstrate his judgment against sin and how it corrupts all of creation including mankind so we live on this side of the flood we live in a state of grace We live in light of the fact that Jesus loved his creation so much that he made a plan to save it, to redeem it, in the person of Jesus Christ. And the reason that Jesus died on that cross is because of all of the sins that were created, or excuse me, that occurred by all those people prior to the flood. But also for the sins of of Noah and his family. They weren't perfect, by the way. They weren't sinless. That's not why God chose them. It was by God's grace that he chose them. And interestingly enough, the Bible uses the analogy of water saving them in the ark and compares it to the water of baptism. The water that now saves, that saves everyone who comes. And what an incredible blessing that we have. That by grace, God takes that same water that could destroy and he uses it for a purpose rather to wash us and to make us new and and to give us that feeling that I'm starting with you all over. That's the life of a Christian every day. Knowing that God says, Today is a day you can now please me in all that you say, think, and do. And what an honor. But God made this promise about never destroying the earth and the world and all flesh again by a flood. That's what the rainbow seals. But that begs the question, doesn't it? Okay, so we took flood out of God's tools to destroy the earth. Does he have other means? Is he still planning to destroy the earth at some point? Well, surprisingly to some, he does say that will happen. And in fact, the scriptures talk about that this will happen by means of fire this time. What kind of a trade-off is that, by the way? Okay, not going to do it by flood, but we're going to do it by fire. Would you rather be before flood or would you rather be before fire? Anybody? Either way, it's judgment, isn't it? And in so far as we need that to wake us up and to kick us because of the sinful nature that's in us and to threaten us with God's punishment, then we need to hear it. However, one big difference In the days of Noah, he saved one family, eight people, and representatives of of the animal world. In the days of Jesus, he saves one family, but that family is everyone who puts their trust in Jesus. Everyone who has can come before God and say, Lord, be merciful to me, I'm a sinner. And so Jesus says over and over again, yes, the end will come. The end times will come. And that may seem scary and awful and terrible. And there will be things that are going to be very, very difficult for all people, but especially for believers. But he says, don't worry. Don't be afraid. You don't have to face that judgment. Instead, Jesus says, look up. Take heart. Because when that day comes... Jesus comes again. And all who trust in him will be with him. There is nothing to fear. There is the promise of being with God in paradise. So the next time you see a rainbow, maybe you won't see it arcing over a steeple or a church or a cross. But let us remember the significance of, of why it happened the gravity of sin but then the grace of god's blessings and love in jesus in his name amen